Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I am your host, women's empowerment coach and motivational speaker, Megan Hall. And on this podcast, I'm going to connect you with inspirational women who will share their real stories. And we're going to chat about topics relevant to women today. I'd love to continue to support you on your life's journey. Please join us in the Inspired Women community on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in today and enjoy the show. Hey guys, today I'm here with Bree. Bree is a wife, mom, registered nurse, and certified integrative nutrition health coach. Bree suffered from anxiety, depression, migraines, infertility, hair loss, fatigue, brain fog, and more until she discovered that her body was overloaded with toxins. As she began eliminating common toxins from her food, skincare, cleaning products, and cookware, she noticed a significant improvement in her health. This drove her to continue making healthy lifestyle transformations and became her passion. She uses that passion and drive to guide moms through the overwhelm of eliminating common household toxins so that she, that she and her family can experience true health and wellness. Bree, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so we're going to get started with that, that part of your story, the one, not, not where you are today, but tell us <laughs> about what it was like when you were struggling. When did it start? What was going on? Um, so not only when our audience is listening, they can maybe see themselves in that, but they can also see that you weren't always here. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot more to that. Yes. I mean, I definitely consider myself just like an average, you know, female because I feel like all those things are super common, um, especially like the brain fog and the fatigue. Um, You know, all those things were happening for really as long as I can remember. And they just seemed like the norm to me. I thought it was, you know, just how everyone felt all the time. Um, Pretty much after every meal I ate, I was bloated. And so I thought that was normal. Um, You know, I thought hitting that three o'clock crash was just something that was like supposed to happen. But it was, so I also had migraines, which are like, I mean, they're horrible. When I get a migraine, I'm out for the whole day. You know, I vomit and it's just horrible pain. So that was really one of the main things that I feel like drove me to find something because I always thought, how can I make these never happen again? (laughs) Um, So, I mean, that's really what it was, you know, what it was like. Um, Back then, I just felt like that was just me. That was, you know, the norm um, until it wasn't anymore. (laughs) So what was your lifestyle like? Were you eating great and sleeping well and exercising and doing all the things you should at that time Mm -hmm. to feel better? Or were you not doing those things as well? I was doing everything wrong. Everything. Um, But the funny thing is, is I totally thought that I was eating healthy. And I think by, by like traditional Western diet standard, I was eating air quote healthy. Um, but I wasn't, um, I mean, I was consuming way too much sugar. I was eating a lot of processed stuff like, you know, pastas and breads. Um, I have a major, major sweet tooth. So like I said, I was consuming too much sugar. 
um, you know, all the skincare products I was choosing were the ones that smelled really good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was not exercising at all. I've never, ever, ever in my life been athletic. Um, I, I mean, I think I was sleeping okay, but just the rest of it, you know, made me feel tired all day, every day. Cause my body was just not functioning properly. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, but I don't want people listening, thinking like, I want them to know the whole story, not just like, Hey, I made these changes and everything was better. It was a whole person that, that like, this is a whole approach that you had to do all of these different changes. So did you experience, um, anxiety and depression your entire life or did, was there a certain point in your life when that started to rear its ugly head? Um, I feel like the anxiety was, um, for most of my life and the depression was probably when I was, uh, I don't know, maybe like late teenage, early 20 years when that started. Um, yeah, but I never, it was one of those things that I never really shared with anyone, you know, not like my family members. I never went and saw um, a therapist or anything like that. Cause again, I just thought it was normal. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard when people are listening and that's why I love sharing stories on the podcast is because sometimes we're listening and we're like, that's me. That's me. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That's me. You know, I've had people reach out to me and be like, when you're telling your story of your struggles with depression, and anxiety, Megan, that's me. And you inspired me to go seek out therapy because I realized it's not normal for me to have these thoughts and feelings. Mm -hmm. And like, no, it's absolutely not normal for you to have these thoughts and feelings. Um, So when it comes to miscarriage, was that like, would you say that was something that was like a defining point to make you start to change what you're doing? No, not at all. I think it was actually when um, I got pregnant with my daughter, who is now six years old, um, because I remember I was about five months pregnant. It took us a year and a half, first of all, to get pregnant with her. Um, And so I was about five months pregnant, and I was cleaning the bathroom with just a conventional cleaning product. And, you know, I would spray like the tub cleaner in there and then I would leave the bathroom. I would have the fan on, but I would leave the bathroom to let it soak in there so that I could come in and, you know, just like the commercial says, wipe it away very easily. Um, And so I came back in the bathroom and I just remember being hit with like a wall of this overwhelming chemical smell and I got lightheaded and So that was really, I think, my first aha moment because I thought, well, you know, if I'm getting lightheaded, that can't be good for me and that can't be good for my daughter that I'm carrying. Um, So I immediately went to the computer and started researching cleaning products. And I was totally astonished at reading how many chemicals are in practically every cleaning product in like a traditional grocery store. Um, so that was the, my first step. I went through my house and I took out every single cleaning product I had at the time. And I actually drove them straight down to the dump. They were having like a, like a waste day where you could, um, go dispose of paint and stuff like that. So looking back on it, I think it's kind of funny that all these people are coming 
with paint and paint thinners. And then I roll up with my like window cleaner. <laughs> um, but so that was my first thing um, that I got rid of. And uh, I mean, that was just an easy thing, I think, for me also to start with, because, you know, then I just went to the grocery store and I found the safer cleaning products. Um, whereas transforming what I ate was definitely a bigger feat for me. <laughs> so, I mean, some people listening are like, what do you mean your cleaning products were unsafe? I don't know what you're talking about. Cause to honestly, like up until like four or five years ago, I was that person. Like mm -hmm. their cleaning products is supposed to clean my house, right? I'm supposed to use this stuff. It, it can't be all that bad for me until you figure out that it is. Yeah. So how have you been able to discover what cleaning products are good for you and what ones are not good for you? I think the, one of the easiest ways is to head to ewg.org. It's mm -hmm. the environmental working group. And, um, they have a search bar, which I think is one of the easiest, um, ways to search for whatever product you want to look for. Um, so just in the search bar, enter your, you know, your current cleaning products and they rate it. So the lower the number, the cleaner the product or the safer is also what I mean by cleaner. Um, and then the higher the number, the worse it is for you. And I mean, it's, they're really thorough. They break it down by ingredient. They break it down by if it's a risk for like an allergy or if it's a carcinogen. Mm -hmm. um, so you can also use EWG for your skincare products and for food as well. Um, they actually have a I think it's called something like the cleaning product hall of shame, hall of shame. Um, so they have a lot of very well-known and popular cleaning products on that list, which is kind of scary, but that's a great resource um, that I feel like is easy, especially if it's something that, you know, where you're just starting out, um, you know, trying to find out if your stuff is toxic or not. Yeah. And that's actually my favorite place to go is, mm -hmm. And it's funny because sometimes I'll get things because I think like they're by brands and they should be good. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten other things from this brand. Like I'm not going to mention brands because I don't need somebody to consume my ass. <laughs> I but, like I've I, some brands that are thought to be cleaner. And then I look yes. it up on EWG and while their shower cleaner may be rated like A or B, like the really high rating, their mm -hmm. toilet cleaner may not be. So yeah. it really is. Um, it's really good to go and check out these different things because these companies are also working on it. They might be way better than, you know, the generic brand, but it, they still, mm -hmm. some of them still have a long ways to go in some of these areas. Um, so I always use that. And they also have an app. You can't scan cleaning products with the app, but you can scan, like you said, food and beauty products and stuff like that. I mean, most of mm -hmm. my, the stuff that I use in my house is EWG approved. So environmental working group approved. Now mm -hmm. let's, um, let's move to the food. What, what did you, did you go from my cleaning products are bad? Now I need to transition to food. How did that transition happen? What, what happened here? So my husband was, um, put on cholesterol medication, um, in his late twenties and he was told, 
it's genetic. There's nothing that you can do about it. You just have to be on this medication for the rest of your life. And um, I, that wasn't okay with us. We were like, I mean, you're 20, I think it was 28. Um, no, that's just not okay. So he actually started watching documentaries. And I think the first couple ones were fork, Forks Over Knives and Food Matters. Um, and, and he was blown away. So then, you know, he had me watch and I was blown away, you know, people healing whatever issues they had going on by eating a certain way. Now these movies, I think, I know one for sure was about being vegan and we're definitely not vegan, but that still, um, just started us wondering, you know, the connection between food and our health. So we just kind of started playing around. Um, it was really funny. He suggested that we go gluten-free and coming from that nursing background, I thought, well, that's silly because, you know, neither of us has celiac disease. So why in the world would we go gluten-free? And so we went gluten-free for three days. And, um, on day four, I was like, I've had enough. <laughs> I want a piece of bread. So um, I ate that piece of bread on day four, and wouldn't you know, within 20 minutes, I was bloated and gassy and realized that the three days prior, when we had been gluten-free, I didn't experience that at all. So that was another aha moment for me. Like, maybe there is something, you know, to this food, you know, leading to issues connection. So... Um, we just kind of were doing, both of us were doing research and we were really just experimenting on ourselves. Um, we certainly did not do it right by any means in the beginning. Uh, we did go gluten-free, but you know, we were still eating gluten-free cookies and <laughs> which I mean, a cookie is a cookie, right? Um, but so we, at that, that process was a couple years and I mean, we're still making adjustments. It's all about listening to your body because, you know, we're changing, we're getting older and hormones are changing and we're exercising more. So just our physical needs have changed over the years. So it's a lot about listening to your body, which was a huge part of why we were so unhealthy in the beginning because like I said, all those symptoms I had, I thought were normal. Um, so I was really ignoring them when that was my body's way of telling me, I don't like what you're doing. Um, you know, we're not healthy and something needs to change. So I'm definitely able to listen to my body better now <laughs> than before. Yeah. And I find a lot of people don't realize like, you're not supposed to be sick all the time. Yes. Yeah. We're going to get sick once in a while because I mean, germ, germapalooza is out there, but if you're <laughs> chronically sick, like you're sick mm -hmm. a lot and it's affecting your life more than like the once, maybe once a flu season you get, you know, that like really bad bug. Mm -hmm. There's something to that. Like, mm -hmm. cause our bodies are built to actually fight off like diseases and infections and stuff like that. Like if you find like you get, you, you know, break your ankle and it takes way longer than it should to heal mm -hmm. up. There's something to that, that our bodies were not treating it the way we should. So that's having, you know, struggling to keep up 
and do mm-hmm. its normal everyday functions. So I completely, I completely understand that um, from a point, especially with food, because it's so convenient, right? Just to to grab this thing that's easy, pre-made. You don't have to cook it up. And gosh, I mean, a part of me wishes I didn't know everything I know, and I could go <laughs> back to that because, like, I know. <laughs> making dinner would be like a breeze. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel ya. Even tonight, I was saying to my husband, I'm like, can I just not adult and make dinner tonight? Because that would be great. Like, I'd really like to not do that. I'm out on making dinner. But also, I know when, when we get those quick and easy things, we feel like crap. And, mm-hmm. you know, then, you know, we're struggling or we get a cold or we get, you know, it's, it's always very apparent. So what was your biggest struggle when it came to food? Like, um, you said earlier that it was a lot harder for you to transition with the food than it was your uh, cleaning supplies? I think two things. Um, first was the mindset, you know, so you mentioned, you know, food being quick and easy, but I feel like food, you know, it, it, it's a comfort to some people mm-hmm. when we're sad, we reach for food. When we're stressed, we reach for food. When we're happy and celebrating, we reach for food. Um, we go for food because it tastes good. So really grasping and understanding that food's only purpose is to nourish our body so that it functions properly um, and getting rid of all those old habits and, you know, the mindset that I had had for 30 plus years, that was a huge challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the second biggest challenge for me was the sugar. That was really really hard (laughs) to, uh, to get a handle on that. Um, and, but funny enough, that was one of the biggest contributors to all those negative health symptoms that Mm -hmm. I had been experiencing for so long. And and I think that sugar truly is one of the biggest, um, most toxic substances out there. And most people are over consuming it without really even knowing because it's in everything. It's in sauces, it's in salad dressings, it's in salt. If you have regular, you know, iodized table salt, it's sugars in that. Um, It's just crazy. You know, you're getting sugar from so many places that you wouldn't even expect. Yeah. Like your daily Starbucks. That's in there too. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh. Even so I like their vanilla yeah. uh sweet cream cold brew. And <laughs> their tall, their tall one has like 29 grams of sugar in it. Tall. That's yep. a, that's a, if anybody doesn't know, the tall is actually the small. one. Yeah. So it's the smallest one. It's still got like 29 mm-hmm. grams of sugar. And I'm just like, this is a little ridiculous because when mm-hmm. I started on my health journey and I was looking up ingredients, now every once in a while I do treat myself and I have my Starbucks, yeah. but it, you have to be very weary of, it is, like you said, it's in everything yes. in your margarita. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's in your Starbucks. It's in your bread. It's in, it's and everything, like anything everything. that could be possibly be processed, like anything that is processed sugar is probably in it. Yeah. So another thing too, is that, you know, for decades we were told low fat, non-fat is healthy because mm-hmm. eating fat equals you know, fat on your body. Um, and we now know that that's very, very, very incorrect. Um, and so that's another thing is they took out all the fat and they replaced it with sugar. 
So what we saw as a result of that is these crazy spikes in every disease, um, plus new ones. You know, I've only been a nurse since 2009, which really isn't that much time. And there are new diseases that have come out since I've been in the healthcare field, which I feel is a little ridiculous. <laughs> um, you know, most things we're told are genetic, aren't really genetic. Um, there's a statistic I heard a couple years ago and have heard it several times since, and that's that 95% of disease doesn't need to exist. It's created by what we're doing to ourselves, which yeah. is really, I think it's, it's sad and it's scary, but at the same time, it's also very liberating to know that we don't have to be sick. Yeah, so true. And let's just be honest. So we can turn our genes on and off by mm -hmm. how, what we do with our bodies and what kind yeah. of environments we put it in. It's um, there. Yes, we might have a gene that um, precludes us to have more heart disease. But if we take care mm -hmm. of ourselves, we could actually shut off that gene. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. So people saying it's just genetics isn't 100% true because we have the ability, like not consciously turn on and off our genes, right, but yeah. how we treat our bodies, <laughs> right. we can turn on and off those genes. And it's, it's hard because, I mean, let's be honest, like you said, food is everywhere. It's in everything. And if you want, if you're socializing, there's food. If, if there's a death, there's food. If there's birth, there's food, babies, mm -hmm. you know, birthday parties, food is everywhere. Yeah. Um, so that's the hardest thing I think to 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 fight with and to work with is because this is not something i actually um heard somebody that has a um a food addiction say this is i have to eat to sustain life like this isn't like you know heroin that i'm shooting up like that can just choose yeah. not to eat heroin with food yeah. you have to eat food so that's why i think that's why we struggle so hard when it comes to food and it's a lot easier to make other changes but our food is a lot harder. It's very hard. It's definitely one of the hardest things. Um, I think remembering that, like I said, it's only purpose is to nourish our bodies is really helpful in making those better choices because really when it comes down to it, I think most people, if not all people, we know it's bad for us. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so really remembering, you know, really thinking about is this going to serve its purpose of giving me all those proper vitamins and minerals and nutrients that I have to have um, really just makes the choice a lot easier. Another question that I, um, I asked myself frequently, I feel like it's one of the main questions that really helped me get over um, my really bad sugar habit. And it's something that I encourage my clients to ask themselves when you know, they're faced with that bad choice and they're kind of rationalizing like, well, I mean, you know, I've, I've eaten really good today, so I deserve this treat or, you know, how we uh, rationalize those kind of cravings and stuff with ourselves. The question that I asked myself and I encourage them to ask is, is this food going to harm me or is it going to help me? Mm -hmm. Um, so I really feel like when you think of it that way, 
um, it's just so much easier to turn down those bad choices because then you know you're making that connection between the junky food harming your health. So when you think of it that way, it's just, it's, it loses its appeal, I think, big time. Yeah, but I also don't want people to demonize food, right? Like if we're, we're out and we're celebrating somebody's wedding or something like that, you know, there's, there's times where you might actually have a treat, but that's a lot different than you every day saying, I ate mm -hmm. well all day today, so now I'm going to yeah. have ice cream. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I would say it is um, the exception, not the rule right? Like if you're going to yeah. treat yourself, it is once in a while versus every day or even weekly. Sometimes weekly can get a little out of control as well. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think it should be the exception. Um, I, for me, it's easy to shoot for like a certain percentage. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 90% of the time we're eating what we're supposed to be eating. And then 10% of the time I'm trying to not care about it so much because yeah, you do have to have that kind of balance because not everybody is going to um, understand, mm -hmm. you know, that you're making these healthier choices. The food might not be available. Um, there's probably, like if it's a celebration especially, there's going to be sugar there. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that it would be equally as unhealthy to try to, you know, be 100% like never eat sugar, always eat organic, that kind of stuff. And then if you were to eat a cookie or something to just beat yourself up mentally over it, mm -hmm. I don't think that that's healthy either. So yeah, I think, you know, just having those times where you don't really care about it, but then, you know, don't let yourself slip into those, you know, bad habits. Cause I feel like that's what a lot of people do when they, have cheat days, you know, they have those whole days where they're just like, Oh, whatever, I messed up in the morning. So I'm not going to care for the rest of the day. You could eat um, like 5000 calories on a cheat. Yes. Day. Let's just yes. be honest. <laughs> yeah. So you know, let yourself slip up once and then at the next snack or the next meal, you know, get back on your on your healthy track. <laughs> yeah, and definitely. And I actually can say as somebody who has the pendulum has swung all the way to where I actually had issues with food because I was there aiming for a hundred percent all the mm -hmm. time when I was a fitness coach. Like I was beating myself up so bad that I had like psychological problems where I wouldn't mm -hmm. eat like at my in-laws if I didn't know what was in the food, like all of these <laughs> issues. Yeah. Um, and it actually was causing problems in my marriage. It was causing problems with relationships because my husband was like, I, fully respect your journey, but you are being kind of a bitch. Like <laughs> we can't even go out to dinner because you want to like yeah. know the ins and outs of all the food in the restaurant. Yeah. And, like it was just getting very stressful for him and it was getting stressful for me. So there can be that point where people, it is getting out of control. So yeah. I don't want people to get there, but we also don't want it to be like the far other end of the spectrum, like I was before I got on my fitness journey where I was, I would eat anything. I would go to the yep. store and, um, my grocery shopping, um, my grocery shopping, I would get myself a treat, which is now kombucha. But back then it was a bag of chips and I'd eat the whole bag of chips to myself mm -hmm. because I'm mm -hmm. like, well, I went grocery shopping. I deserve this. Well, <laughs> every week I'm eating a whole bag of chips to myself. That adds up mm -hmm. after a little while. <laughs> yeah. 
definitely. I know I, I've, I've been at both ends as well. Um, I, I kind of laughed while you were talking about, you know, that trying to be a hundred percent was causing problems because I was totally there too. It was, it was almost becoming, you know, like a unhealthy obsession. Um, I would get upset if we had to like eat out or same thing, yeah. eat at my in-laws and, um, you know, it wasn't like grass fed beef and, um, you know, sometimes I'm not going to lie. I still have a little bit of a hard time with that, but it's definitely improved where, you know, I'm not that bitch like I was. <laughs> yeah. When I, I would go to kids' birthday parties and like be all judgy that like they didn't have like the food that I needed to eat. Like, how could you not have fruits and veggies here? Like who does not have fruits and veggies at like a birthday party? Nobody has mm-hmm. fruits and veggies at a birthday party. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so it was, it was bad. It was an obsession and I had a real problem. Mm-hmm. And um, now I've come to the other end of the spectrum. So you cleaned up your, your cleaning supplies. You cleaned up your diet. Now let's talk about these, this, these beauty, like mm-hmm. the beauty supplies. Like how did that come about? Oh, I don't, I don't even remember. It was just kind of something in there. Um, I think I was actually getting like a facial one time and the, um, just in talking to the esthetician and telling her, you know, about cleaning up my stuff, she recommended a brand of makeup to me that she, you know, told me was very clean and it um, was actually developed to be used on very sensitive skin. Mm -hmm. Um, But it basically contains like no chemicals. So I went home and looked it up. And so that started a whole other, you know, rabbit hole of, um, just researching personal care products. And again, I was very shocked and disappointed and, um, you know, mad that all these products are out there and that they're so harmful to our health. Um, so I, I, I don't think I threw everything away at once. I think it was kind of like that gradual because mm-hmm. let's, I mean, this stuff can get pricey if you're yeah. replacing everything at once. So Um, but you know, I always tell people to every little improvement that you can make, like, even if you're just replacing your, you know, chemical filled blush with a new blush, but all your other makeup is still has chemicals in it. That's still a significant improvement to your toxic burden. Um, so it was gradual. I looked up that brand of makeup that she recommended and Um, I still use that, that same brand of makeup, but again, it was like experimenting with what I liked, you know, as far as how the makeup covers and the colors of it and all that stuff. Um, and so, yeah, that was my makeup. I cleaned up lotion and nail polish and shampoo. I mean, just everything. I think what's the statistic a woman puts on like 16 products a day or something like that. So, um, you know, lots of opportunity to either expose ourselves to toxins or not. Um, but yeah, I feel like I have, you know, a really good, um, assortment (laughs) of non-toxic products that, that I feel comfortable using, that I feel comfortable letting my daughter use as well. 
Yeah, and I was kind of like you. I went down the rabbit hole. It started with my health and fitness journey, and then it started with cleaning, like my cleaning supplies, and then my beauty products. And I don't wear a lot for makeup, so mm-hmm. that wasn't really as big of a deal for me. Actually, it's funny because I'll be like, you know, this says I can only use it for a year, but I can use <laughs> I've it like it for longer, four times a year. So I think I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do, I use the um, environmental working group app and scan my, my beauty supplies and see, mm-hmm. especially when I'm trying something new, um, because I, I, let's just be honest, we don't have all the time in the world to, to study all of the different things and how they're going to affect us and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I love that app. It saves, it saves my butt all the time, but it was actually surprising to me how many, <laughs> how many chemicals are in our products. And I went and stayed with my sister a couple months ago and I forgot my shampoo and conditioner. She's like, you can use mine. And I'm like, no, no, I can't, yeah. I can't use <laughs> I did anyways, because I mean, it just like food, like yeah. once in a while, yeah. it's not going to kill me. Um, yeah. But it is that thing. And, and a lot of people aren't really aware of all the different chemicals that's out there. And like you said, it can cause this major toxic burning is so not only there's things there's you know toxins we can't control we can't control when we walk outside Mm -hmm. and i live in a city and there's all of these chemicals that are in my air that i'm breathing every day that's not something i can really can control Mm -hmm. but i can control what am i putting on my skin what am i putting in my body you know all of these different things that can really make a huge difference you know in in how we feel and uh, our longevity. I want to live to be a hundred. I'm not going to live mm-hmm. to be a hundred putting all this crap on me every day. And yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but you said you had sensitive skin. Like before, if people put makeup on me, I'd want to, like my face would start itching. Like it mm-hmm. would be so, and I would tell people all the time, I have people all the time coming at me with their makeup. Like you should try my makeup line. It's for sensitive people. I'm like, your sensitive skin. I'm like, you don't know how badly I break out if I use the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and it is chemicals in the beauty products that are making mm-hmm. my face itch so bad. Yeah. Did you yeah, have I, a similar experience? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, my face would break out. Um, so I would like wash my face and I would have that really dry, like Mm -hmm. tight feeling. Um, and which I don't know, it's just kind of weird. I'd feel like that dry feeling. And then I don't know, an hour later, it would be just oily. Like I'd have that glossy sheen all over my face, which I've since learned, of course, is not normal. Um, so I actually wash my face with oil now because all those really harsh cleaning products strip our oil off our face, which actually causes our face to like overcompensate and create more. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I first heard about washing my face with oil, I thought that does not make sense. Like we're trying (laughs) to get rid of oil. um, But it, you know, it's like attracts like, so the oil attracts the oil. And then I don't have that tight, dry feeling after I wash my face. Um, and my skin's actually less oily, um, than it was. Um, I mean, yeah, I feel, yeah, I used to wear like perfume Mm -hmm. and then, you know, I'd again, wonder why I'm getting headaches and, um, it would sometimes just be so strong. Um, and I just thought, you know, I was weird. (laughs) <laughs> um, 
but really it was the chemical sensitivity. So, you know, now I use essential oils if I'm going to want to smell good. <laughs> I love them. They are, they're a significant part for sure of my wellness routine. Um, but yeah, you, you just, you know, and a lot of our skin issues are reactions to chemicals. Um, again, that's just a symptom that you have. That's your body's way of telling you it doesn't like something that you're doing. All these skin issues that we have aren't quote unquote normal either. Um, so, you know, when we're breaking out or we have eczema or psoriasis or rosacea, um, you know, it's most likely related to something either in the food or skincare products. So... Yeah, absolutely. I actually Definitely. was diagnosed with uh, psoriasis. And when I mm -hmm. cleaned up my diet, it actually started to disappear. Like I had mm -hmm. it bad where I, you can see in pictures where I have this big old red patch on my leg that was so itchy and it stood mm -hmm. out and like I had it on my elbows and in my scalp. And even mm -hmm. now, like if I start to like wander too far on the end of not eating well, it'll start to flare up again. Mm -hmm. um, so it's funny. And how you mentioned perfume, my daughter, my teen daughter, Lord help me. I can't even like, I can't even with her. And she will wear like this nasty, like perfume. And I tell, I, you can only say so much, right? Like I could tell her all day until I'm blue in the face of how bad it is for her. But mm -hmm. if she puts it on, I'm like, Carmel, I have a headache. Like I have a headache. You can't wear this around me. Like I can't stop you from wearing it, but I want you to know it's bad for you. And she just, yeah, but it gives me such a headache because like you said, the toxins and the chemicals in it. So I love that you are essential oils too. I do also. <laughs> I like, uh, I like, um, when I want to be happy, I want to be in a happy mood. I wear like the fruity kind of like this yes. list sort of, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, that's how I do it. So as we wrap up the podcast right now, is there anything that we haven't covered or anything that you want to leave the audience with? So they, you know, anything else? Um, I would like to just give a couple basic tips because I feel like when I throw out like all that information, it can be overwhelming to people because now they're like, oh crap, I have to go change my cleaning products and my food and my <laughs> personal care products. And if, you know, they're anything like me, I wanted to do it all right away. Yeah. <laughs> um, but don't do it all right away because then you will get overwhelmed and then you won't follow through. You won't stick with it. Um, you know, when you're looking at your skin products and your cleaning products, I think the easiest ingredient to look for to know to avoid those products is fragrance mm -hmm. because just in fragrance, there are hundreds, if not thousands of chemicals and um, you know, all the chemicals that are going into making up that fragrance don't have to be listed on an ingredient label. So if anything you have currently or you're looking at to use has the word fragrance on it, um, it just, that is something that should be avoided. Um, and then the other thing we talked about sugar and I, I find that a lot of people don't know what the recommended daily amount of sugar is. Um, so for kids, it's 11 grams of sugar a day. And then I would even go a little bit less for younger children. Um, for an adult woman, it's about 25 grams of sugar a day. And then an adult male is about 36 grams of sugar a day. And, um, so I found it shocking and most people I tell that to find it shocking because it sounds like a lot, but then when you actually start looking at your labels 
and adding up how much sugar you're getting, um, it's really, really easy to get to, to those amounts. So I feel like following those numbers and then avoiding fragrance are easy things to remember. Um, and then just both of those have a huge impact on, on your health. Yeah. And I agree with the slow transition because this is what I teach my clients. Um, my life coaching clients is anytime that we try to make major changes all at once, we get very overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. But if we can implement, say when you run out of your glass cleaner, you decide, Oh, okay, I'm going to replace that with a better glass cleaner. Yeah. Or you run out of your mascara or it reaches its 12 month mark and you're not like me and you want to use it longer. <laughs> um, you can replace it with a new mascara that's better for you. Or, yeah. you know, with your food, next time you do a grocery trip, trip you know, you're going to buy better food, but don't throw out all the food you have. You spent money on it. It can get very expensive that way. Yeah. Start making these small little changes here or there that will help lead to these big changes over time. But if you try to implement them all at once, then a year from now, you'll be right back where you are right now. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Brie, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. This was absolutely amazing. It was informative. I really hope that everybody will take everything that you said and start implementing it, but also connect with you because I'll hook up all of your links in the show notes, inspiredwomenpodcast.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I love sharing this information. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Inspired Women podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, share this out with your friends and family, and join us in the Inspired Women community on Facebook. I'll catch you next week.